All righty, everybody. Welcome back. It's good to see a lot of your faces. Um, hope you guys had a good, um, wonderful, and safe uh, Christmas break. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, this week um, is our Vision Sunday, and it's going to be a little bit different than a typical Sunday morning. It's going to be a little more conversational, and it's really an opportunity um, just to share with you guys what God has been doing um, in this church and um, I think it gives us something to celebrate about as we're entering into um, 2022. Um, you know, a verse that I've been kind of meditating on lately, and I think one that really applies to the idea of vision and, and celebrating, again, what God has done, um, Psalm 40, verse 5, says this, Many, Lord my God, are the wonders which you have done, and your thoughts towards us. There is no one to compare with you. If I would declare and speak of them, they would be too numerous to count. Man, that's just like really cool and a a cool verse to be thinking about and meditating on as we're thinking about all the things that our God has done um, in our church and in our community. And I know this, this past year and the last couple of years have been um, a challenge at times, to say the least. Um, but also, I think, um, especially for us, the last year has been special. Um, and so what we're going to kind of do today to kind of outline um, our time, we're going to kind of talk about um, where we've been, and again, God's story for forming this church, where we are now, and even just a challenge for those of us here um, in this room, and how we can um, apply some of God's truths to our lives this coming year, and just vision for where is God taking us in the future, and what's the next few years going to look like for us as a church. And so um, to start, I feel like we should pray. So I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll talk about the vision for tonight. Lord, we are just so grateful for all the wonderful things you have done. Not only in our church, even just talking to the people of this church and all the different things you've done in each of our lives and the friendships you have formed. And we're just so grateful, Lord, that you have brought us to a place to love you so well, to love one another, and to love our city. And so God, use us. Help us to, in this time, be so grateful for the story that you are putting together for this church in Athens, and help us just to be ready and prepared for what you have in store for us to come. We're so excited, Jesus. These are really the good old days, and so help us to enjoy it as we look to what's to come. So we pray this in your name. Amen. Yeah, so to start with where we've been, um, again, it's crazy. We just started this church in August, and it's crazy to see what God has already done. And really, the journey of this church began not in August, but a few years ago. Um, And i got to add a caveat. You know, this is just my perspective on the story. If you talk to any of our other staff, they're going to probably share different elements of it. So this isn't the story, Um, but I think it's, it's a story, again, of what God has done in this place. Um, you know, um, in 2018, um, so I've been, I was on staff with our church, H2O Church up in Bowling Green, and I was in our pastors and training program. In 2018, me and my wife began praying and felt like our time in Bowling Green was really coming to an end. And we felt like God was leading us to start a new church and starting a new H2O church somewhere. And we didn't know where. And we checked out a few um, 
campuses because we knew we wanted to start a campus church. Long term, we'd love to have a healthy, multi-generational church. That's the desire. But we felt like, man, we want to go to a college town and really, again, be a church that is focused first on college students. Um, And so we looked at, uh, we actually went up to Buffalo, New York, and we determined we couldn't go there because it's way too cold up there. So we just crossed that one off the list. My wife was like, no way, we're not doing that. Um, And so we decided to go on the opposite end, and we checked out um, USF in Tampa, Florida. I had a friend that was looking to plant a church down there, and we determined it was way too old. So we just couldn't go down there. That was a joke. So you can, you can just laugh at me, I guess. Um, but really, at, we checked out a couple different places, but we felt like the more places we checked out, um, we felt like there was a lot going on on some of those campuses. And, and they're, they're great campuses, wonderful, and they definitely need gospel ministry. But for me and Sammy, we really felt like we wanted to be a part of a church plant that was going to a really difficult place and a place um, that clearly had a need for the gospel, but also, too, had a lot of opportunity for gospel fruit. And so um, me and actually Jason, uh, we were traveling down with my pastor, Brian Wiles, up in Bowling Green, and we were traveling through Athens, and Brian mentioned and said, hey, we should just stop at OU. Let's just check it out. And so it was a beautiful spring day in Athens. I mean, gorgeous. And um, me and Jason we were with Brian, and we even said, like, there's no way we're ever going to plant a church here. No way. We're not coming here. Um, it's surprising to see what God does. But in that, in that, on that trip, though, my pastor challenged me and said, hey, you should really pray about this place. I think, I think God wants to do something here. This could be a really awesome place to start a new church. And so, um, I prayed about it, and then I told Sammy, I said, hey, let's go on a trip. And we went down here. It was just me and her. And we um, came to visit, and through talking to people and spending a lot of time praying, we felt like, man, this could be a really special place. And we, and we um, again, prayed about it, and we felt confirmation from the Lord that we should just move forward with starting a church. And a couple things as we were looking to start a church, I knew that we could only be successful for two things. One, a movement of God. And number two, if we had a team that was on fire for him. In um, church planting circles, there's there's this term called parachute drop church plants. And that usually happens when a pastor and his wife just start a church in a new place. And there's a lot of success stories, but there's a lot of failures that have happened when pastors have done that um, just because of the weight of that. And I just felt like I didn't want to do that. I wanted to have a healthy, healthy team. And so um, as soon as we came back from our trip and we felt like God was calling us to go, I put together a list of a dream team that I wanted to bring with us. And, and I was really excited. And here's the thing. Most of the people on that list said no. They said, uh, we can't come, and they all had great reasons. I don't hold anything against them, but most of them said no, except for Josh and Natalie McFerrin. In fact, I think Natalie said yes before we said yes, if I remember uh, correctly, but they, 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 they said they wanted to be a part of this church plan. And through that season, we started asking more and more people, and through that season, um, Pastor Daryl and Jill Beebe um, decided to join our team, and God sent um, Juliana Larkin. She went to LT, and that really changed her heart, and she wanted to be a part of the team. And then um, we just kind of kept moving forward. But then something happened that nobody expected. In 2020, a pandemic hit our nation and our world. A pandemic that people said was a once in a hundred years pandemic. 
and it affected us. But, and, but here's the thing. As we kept praying, we felt like God was challenging us to keep moving forward. It was almost like he was saying, hey, I'm still in this. Even though the world looks like it's falling apart, I, I still want this church to move forward. And it was crazy because through that um, season, as more and more people were actually praying and reflecting, our team grew. And uh, Jason, who's our worship leader, said, hey, I want to come be a part of this plant. Um, Maddie Bell, um, Caleb and Abby Burlisle, and the Cole Pickies decided to join our team. And this gave us just tremendous wind in our sails. And then through that, Jill Beebe um, was telling me about some friends she knew in Sheffield, England, of all places. I didn't even know where it was. I had to look it up on a map. Um, and she said that this family was looking to move back to the United States um, and they wanted to be a part of a church plan. That's when the Dubois joined our team, and you guys have been such a tremendous part of our team, and we're thankful for you. And so in that, we felt like, man, the team has finally come together. We began to pray. We began to plan and prepare for what was to come. And it's crazy. A year ago today, in January of 2021, um, some of our women's staff started a Bible study, and it was a Zoom Bible study, and I think a couple of you were a part of that. And, and, and God started introducing us to some students to form this community. And so that group, that Bible study group, grew, um, and we were able to meet over the summer um, together. And then this past August, we did our first launch in Galbraith Chapel, and we met with 50 people for our first gathering. I, I was just, like, so struck by what was happening and then eventually we moved to Morton, which is where we are right now. And we had groups, and we had, um, again, Bible studies, and we had baptisms, opportunities to serve our community. God has been doing so many amazing things through this church. We're so thankful for that. Now, the pandemic's still here, but we're, we're working with it. We're trying to figure it out just like everyone else is. But it's just been so exciting that in five months, I feel like God is, has moved us to a place where I feel like you guys are growing so close together and, and using you to be disciples of Jesus where he's sending you. And so the question is, what's next? What, what, where is God leading us as we're entering into 2022? And so as we were praying about this as a staff, the first thing I, I feel like I want to mention is, is, you know, as we're looking to what's next, don't miss what's happening right now. Like in my prayer, these are the good old days. God is doing a ton here, and I hope that you can look back on this time in your life and feel like, man, God did something special in my heart. I grew closer to him, and I made some of the best friends of my entire life. You know, I, and I've been in college ministry um, and church planting for a long, long time, and um, I, I, it's, it's amazing how you'll meet people who will... Uh, go to college, and they'll constantly be talking about what's next. You know, they'll be talking about, I can't wait to get my job after I graduate, or I can't wait to get married, or I can't wait to move to that city. Um, and if you hang out with those people after the fact, when they finally get to the destination they were looking to get to, oftentimes those are the same people that will be talking about how much they miss the old days, how much they regret moving on so quickly, how much they miss, um, you know, being in college or being with that community of friends. And so what I always say is make sure you're enjoying these moments. Again, like I said, these are the good old days. Let's enjoy it. 
But having said that, it doesn't mean we shouldn't look to what's ahead and shouldn't try to challenge ourselves as we set a goal for ourselves as a church. And so this year, really the goal and the challenge, I think, for us as a church is this. um, We need to move from come and see to go and be. This year, we need to move from come and see to go and be. And so what I mean by that, I'm going to unpack this. Um, come and see is really good. And so, and I don't want to like tell people not to do that at all. I think it's really good to come and check out our church, come check out our groups, come check out what God is doing as we're serving our community. That's, that's awesome. That's great. But the goal is to become a disciple of Jesus. The goal is to become more and more like him. The goal is to go wherever God has placed you and be like Jesus in your classrooms, at work, Wherever that is, the goal is to reflect Jesus in whatever area of your life you're in. And so that's what we want to do. We want to challenge you to grow in your walk with Christ and to ask Jesus to use you. And and so I think a couple ways that we can grow in this and and do this is I I would really encourage you to spend time this, this year as much time as you can with the God who loves you and who made you. You know, one challenge I would give you is try to spend 15 to 20 minutes a day reading through the Bible, journaling, praying, and, and you'll, you'll be surprised what God will do through just that 15 minutes. You know, if you started now, you could read through the whole New Testament this semester. If you just read a chapter a day, and you journaled about it, God could really challenge you. Now, I haven't done a Bible in a year ever. I know everyone does that. You know, start in Genesis, read Exodus, and then get to Leviticus, and be like, eh, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. That's too much. Uh, But I would say what's more important than just getting through the Bible in a year is are you making the Bible a daily part of your diet, where you're daily getting into God's Word, and you're letting it speak to your heart. And so my challenge to you would be just start a habit. Start reading through the whole New Testament this semester, and you'll see um, God do powerful things. Second, I would, I would encourage you to live on mission and, and love people like Jesus where you're at. Be praying about how you can reflect Jesus you know, in, in your dorm room. Be thinking about how you can love Jesus at your work. And again, the people that God has placed in your life aren't there by accident. They're there for a reason. And so just be praying that God would use you in that space to reflect him. And if you need help with that, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. He totally will. The final thing is this. Um, Really try as best you can to plant your flag in into a ministry. I know some of us have been checking out, you know, different churches or different groups, and that's awesome. Um, We would encourage you to plant your flag somewhere and say, this is going to be my community. This is going to be my church. Um, And even if it's not with us, that's great. Um, But we really think you're going to grow most through godly community. And when you're engaging in that godly community and serving and doing whatever um, it is God has called you to do, you're going to really grow as an influencer. And so, Again, we would encourage you to spend your time with God, live on mission, and plant your flag somewhere. And hey, if, if you do that with us, there's plenty of opportunities over the next six months to really grow in your walk with Jesus. Um, Caleb talked about a, a few of these, but really we, we would encourage you to serve, you know? And, and not just Sundays. Sundays are so important, but we actually do a community meal with this organization called Good Works, and they serve pe- uh, meals to people 
in need. Um, and we actually, um, we also serve people on Friday nights by giving out pancakes to people. And there's, there's many opportunities to serve. We would encourage you to do that. And if you have questions, talk to me, talk to Caleb. We would love to get you plugged in and serving. Um, Second, do the well. The well is our discipleship slash membership program. It's really a way to get more involved in our church and to know um, really how to be a disciple of Jesus in this space. The well starts January, January 30th. We'll have more information about that. But th- that program, it's only five weeks, is, is, is really a launching pad to grow in your walk with Christ here. Also, um, in February, we're going to have um, our men's retreats and women's retreats. Um, we would encourage you to check out that. Um, that's going to be really good to build some godly community among the women and among the men. Um, and we'll have more details about that. But that's happening in February. And like Caleb said, um, we have spring break trips and LT. Those are great opportunities to really get out of Athens um, and, and serve and grow um, and let God use you as you're stepping out in faith. And so those are some opportunities and really would encourage you to pray about those. And again, you don't have to do all five of these. I'm not saying that, but those, again, these are great opportunities um, to grow in your walk with Jesus here. And so that's kind of, again, the next six months, that's kind of what we're, we're looking to do. And, and again, those are some bricks and steps to help you in that space. Um, now what we're going to do is we're really going to zoom out. And what, what I'm going to do is share with you kind of the bigger picture of the movement we're a part of. And so we're a part of a church network called the H2O Network. And this network was started in 2008 um, with the pastors at the church at Bowling Green, which is the church I was a part of. And at that time, around 2006, 2008, the pastors began praying about being a sending church and forming this network called the H2O Network. And, and again, uh, this, this um, church at Bowling Green um, was very much a sending church for years. It was started in 1984. They actually um, helped um, lead a plant to Orlando, and actually the Dubois went to Amsterdam with, for a church plant um, back in the day. I won't say what year, but back in the day. <laughs> and, um, but 2008, um, the pastors at BG at the time felt like they wanted to focus church planting to planting, planting churches around Ohio. And so um, 08, um, two churches were started that were called H2O, um, in addition to the one at BG, um, and that was at Kent State and Ohio State. And in 2009, um, they started the H2O at Cincinnati, and then 2012 at Toledo, and then 2015, Akron and Wright State, 2018, Indiana and Western Michigan, and then last year, um, 2021, Ohio University, we started. Um, And what's crazy, too, is God is continuing to grow this network. And actually, this year, there's going to be two new H2Os, one at Youngstown State and the other at Buffalo. And so we're really excited for them. We would encourage you to pray for those plants. And if you know anyone going to those campuses, um, we would in, let me know, and we would love to connect them with the pastors of these new H2O churches. Um, and again, they're starting this fall, 2022. And so we'll be sharing more about that, but we're really excited for them. Um, and so for us here, um, the vision long-term is we want to build a healthy, multi-generational church that's reaching both the campus and the city. And although we will probably always lean more college, we feel a great need to really be a church that reaches both the campus and the city. In the first few years, our staff team, in these first you know, few years to come up, come up, 
we felt like um, the most important thing was building our foundation on our campus side. And I think we've done that with meeting on Sundays and having groups throughout the week um, and doing the well. And that's great. But long term, we want to start having more of an influence on the city as well as the campus. And long-term, too, we're praying about, you know, I shared with you about the H2O network and church plants. We would love to plant our own H2O church someday. Um, we would love in the next maybe five to seven years. I know this is way ahead, but I just I think it's good to, to lay out what we're hoping to do. We would love to plant our own H2O somewhere else and send a team out in the next five to seven years. And a couple places we've been, you know, already kind of identifying, and who knows if, if this will end up be where God sends out a future H2O church plant from us. Um, but a couple examples that we can pray through. Um, Marshall, which is in Huntington, West Virginia, is only an hour and a half south of here. And then um, uh, West Virginia University, Morgantown, is only two and a half hours from here. So those are two great college towns, and they definitely need and H2O, and maybe in five to seven years, um, we could see something like that happen. Um, and then there's other places, too. Miami of Ohio still needs an H2O, um, and Cleveland and Pittsburgh, those are also great opportunities to be praying through as a church. But that's, that's kind of the long-term goal. We want to be a healthy, multi-generational um, church-planting church. And, and, and in the moment, though, let's be faithful to love God, love one another, and to be like Jesus. And so some final challenges as, as, as you're praying about kind of the long-term goals of our church and our network. Um, again, we would encourage you to pray about where you're moving after you graduate. Maybe, you know, one of the places on this map, there's a job that you could get that you could go to be a part of one of these H2O churches that are already in existence, or maybe the one in Buffalo or Youngstown, and you can move there and say, hey, I'll move there for two years and be a part of laying a foundation. And just like all the people that came on you know, staff with us or joined our team, um, you could be a part of helping build stability long term. Um, and hey, maybe that's here too. Maybe you know, we would encourage you to pray about either finding a job around here or maybe come on staff with our, with, our, for, with our church for a couple years and serve in ministry with us. Um, we would love for you, again, this is long-term and no pressure to make any decisions tonight, but we would love for you to pray about how you can be a part of reaching the next generation with the gospel. And so this is the vision. This is where we feel like God is leading our church as we enter into this year and beyond as well. And so as we close tonight... I really think it's important to pray. I really think it's, as we've been, as a staff praying, we want you to pray as well for all that God has in store for our church and for our network. And so what we're going to do, this might feel a little different, and that's totally okay. Um, I, we have a list of a few things um, that we're going to encourage you guys to be praying for. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to break you up. You can just break up in groups of three or four. And um, only one person has to pray in each group, not all of you, but if, if people want to break it up, that's okay. But we're going to have a list here coming up of a few things you can be praying for in this time. And so um, I'm going to just give you like three to five minutes if you guys want to get together with a group of three to four people and just pray through some of the things on this list. Um, and I think a lot of these things will help us as we're, as we're growing to be a church that's 
on mission for Jesus and has a vision for serving him. And so why don't you break up and then I'll um, close you guys up in the next three to five minutes.